Hi, this is Panny from Leyline Press, designer of Salvage Union, and you're listening to Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG talk. This week, Morris, PJ, and Jessica count down the most anticipated RPGs of 2024, according to EN World Readers. In the news, Random House is a trio of licensed Dungeons & Dragons books, the dungeon-crawling dating sim Boyfriend Dungeon has a tabletop adaptation, Ars Magica is getting a definitive 5th edition, and more! Plus, a brand new sketch about using large words when a diminutive one will suffice. This week on Morse's Unofficial Tabletop RPG Talk. This podcast is sponsored by Borfindel's Dwarf Spirits. Guaranteed to blow your head off. I, I mean, really. I've seen it. One sip and boom. I'm not entirely sure I see the point, but they seem quite popular. Anyway, order Borfindel's Dwarf Spirits now at the introductory price of 14 groats per gallon and get a pint of Goblin Spittle for free. All the tabletop roleplay news We aim to amuse and we aim to enthuse And Morris is unofficial tabletop RPG Hello, 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 and welcome to Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG talk. I am Russ, aka Morris, or Morris, aka Russ, and with me this week is Pete Coffee from the South African Guild Role Players. Russ, as ever, I am delighted to be here. And joining us also, we have someone who, although she appears on screen, she's not actually a virtual assistant. She's very much a real thing, not just. Uh, artificial intelligence, but also 100% genuine. It's the one! It's the only! It's... It's me, Jessica, from EM Publishing, debatably uh, not artificial and debatably not intelligent. But there you go, I'm <laughs> here that? to share my opinions. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm neither of those things. Well, that is not a debate that I wish to have, so... <laughs> yeah, okay, oh. That's fair enough. I wouldn't, I I wouldn't know how. That's probably wise, well, you know, you, as long as you keep employing me, I'll just carry on, so... Yeah, fair enough, fair I'm, enough. I'm clearly smart enough. <laughs> or, or, smart enough to or fool... Or maybe just the bottom of the barrel. Smart enough to fool me, at least. Yeah. yeah. Russ was like, you know, of all the options all the, all we the, had... All that, means, all, that, all, that, all that logically means, though, is that I'm less intelligent. It doesn't speak to your intelligence whatsoever. It just speaks to my lack of it. Peter and I remain silent. <laughs> yes. Anyway, moving on. Okay, anyway, moving on. Shall we... Oh, no, no. You're very smart, Russ. We like you. No. I'm quite smart, thank you very much. I'm extremely smart. I'm the smartest person I know. I don't know many people. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, moving on, moving on. <laughs> and most of them are dogs. Indeed. Anyway, 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 <laughs> let's talk about some tabletop role-playing game yes, news. Yes, let's read the news. So, not... I've got some news. Oh, you do? Ars Magica. Mm. Yes. Originally Ars released in 1987. There's Indeed. a fun factoid oh, for you. So, um, yeah. it's currently on its fifth edition, and it's been on its fifth edition for a very long time. How long? Um, it went through it went through quite a lot of editions in the first kind of like ten mm. years of its existence, and then just kind of stayed in fifth edition forever. Right. So it's been in fifth edition for for a long, 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 long time, and um, mm. came out. Ars Manager came out like Jess just said in the eighties. Mm. Been owned by three different companies since. Mm-hmm. Right. It was created by Lion Rampant, mm. and then it got owned by White Wolf, mm-hmm. and then it got owned by Wizards of the Coast, and oh. its current owner is Atlas Games. Oh. Yes, yeah, yeah. So, Earth Magica is it's set in this kind of mythical version of Europe, mm-hmm. 
And the uh, general conceit is um, mages. It has troop play. I think it invented troop play. I'm not 100% sure. I think it invented troop play. So each player mm-hmm. has more than one character. Yes. Um, and uses different characters in each adventure, depending on what's what's appropriate. As mm-hmm. I understand it, essentially, you have like one wizard per tower. There's a bunch yep. of towers. And then everyone else, a wizard might go off an adventure and everyone else plays their baldricks. Yes, to basically. Come yeah. and help them and carry stuff. And mm. like point of fingers go, ah! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and also it invented this sort of verb noun magic system, mm. which has been used since, but, um, Ars Magic invented it. So, um, I can't remember the exact terminology in it. It's a bit, a bit Latin-esque. Yeah. But it might be, say, I create water, verb noun, create water, oh, or, okay. uh, yeah. you know, I, I destroy, um, Something. Chickens. I'm running out of words. I can't figure. I destroy Destructo chickens. Destructo. Yeah. <laughs> something like that. Yeah, yeah. I destroy. I destroy chickens. Yeah. Destructo poultry. No, I don't. Anyway. And the character is called the Colonel. But anyway, let's carry on. <laughs> Sorry, we're starting. We're starting role playing already. Let's. Yeah, but what, yeah. what? What news from Mars Magica? Yeah. Yes. Well, I was just you know, yeah, giving it a context for people who haven't heard of it. But there has been a new edition in the works for a few years. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not. It's not, I think it's a little more like the sort of D&D new edition, because it's still going to be called 5th edition. They're oh. calling it a 5th edition definitive edition. Much like Pathfinder Remastered. Yeah. Mm. Maybe, That's yeah, the trend yeah. at yeah. the moment, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, not, not to have new editions. No, yeah. just give it a, a different name, like definitive, yeah. remastered. And yeah. I still wonder whether Wizards are going to come out with a new name or not. I don't, I don't think they are, but we'll see. Um, but anyway. This, 5th edition, uh, reskin. Yeah, this 5th edition definitive edition of Ars Magica. Yeah. And I say that is the 5th edition of Ars Magica, not Ars Magica using the 5th edition system. It's not D&D, the D&D they're not making system. it. Just to clarify, it's the 5th edition no, of Ars Magica. No, when, yeah, when, <laughs> when I saw the first press release, I misread it as that, and I was like, they're doing what? And then I was like, oh no, that's yeah. not what's happening. No. Lots of games have a fifth edition, Ars Magica being one of them. Yes, yes, um, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this is a revises and updates the text, adds new materials, got new art, new layout, and it's going to be hitting crowdfunding mm-hmm. in full 2024, mm-hmm. a while off yet, as a full hardcover book. It will also come with an open license. They haven't said which mm-hmm. yet, but they're kind of leaning towards the Creative Commons one, but they haven't yet said which okay. open license they'll be using. Maybe they're still looking over with lawyers and... Um... Yeah. Yeah, because that's the fun yeah. legal bit of making. Yeah. They'll, they'll probably end up doing Creative Commons, I expect, but we'll see. That sounds cool. Yeah. I've not I've not played yeah, cool. Ars Magica. I hadn't actually heard about it until the press release uh, came through to us at EM Worlds. I've got it, oh. but I, I haven't played it. Have you played it, Peter? Ars Magica? No, it's one that I it's one of those games that I hear about, like Unknown Armies, where people say, oh, yeah, it's amazing, or the Easy Terrorists, and like, you should play this game. I'm like, okay, run it then. And then... I do not get to play it. It's like, oh. Oh. Sad times. Oh, well, mm-hmm. never mind. Uh, I'm hoping that running a role-playing game club, which is doing uh, a whole pile of one-shots at the end of every month, there is a non-zero chance that something that I very much want to play will come up, and I will get to play it. Mm. Fingers crossed. Yes. Okay. Next in the news. Someone nice. give me some news. Um, Hilarious news from the world of AI. Ooh. Tell yes. me, tell me, tell me. This yes, week's uh, weekly installment of AI News. Go. Well, you know, I wouldn't have to keep on talking about it if people just did a decent thing and stop, like, making off with other people's work without their consent or and or recompense. Anyway, uh, Professor Ben Jow at the University of Chicago has released Nightshade, where the much-anticipated program which one can run your art through. Uh, Glaze was a way to stop AI from stealing it in the first place. I don't really know if that's the right word to use, but that's what I'm going to do. Scrape. Let's use Scrape. That's a nice 
word instead of steel, because I'm sure steel has a proper definition. So you can put down your keyboards and phones and stop writing to tell me that I'm using your word wrong. Yeah, so to stop AI and so Nightshade, if someone is to scrape a piece of art which has been run through the Nightshade program, which, um, you know, obviously would never happen because they'd only ever, that would only happen if you would like to scrape things that, um, well, I don't know, didn't belong to you, then uh, it will poison your mm-hmm. AI program and cause it to create absolutely wild hallucinatory things. Well, even more wild and hallucinatory and confuse dogs and people and just make it... yeah. E- e- even less helpful. You told us about this in October last year. I it? did. He's finished it. It's out now. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, so yeah, October. Yeah, October. Was people shown that it was existed and being worked on. It was the announcement yeah, of right. it, and now we're announcing mm-hmm. that it exists. It's out, and you can use it. I see. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we're it's, it's, very, up. it's very familiar. It's like a pre. We, they did the announcement for the release, and now they've released it. Um, this won't affect all AI. Okay, so large language models, which are things like ChatGPT, won't be affected by this because they work differently. This mm-hmm. is pretty much guaranteed to work on the what's called the stable diffusion family of things. So that's stuff like Midjourney and so mm-hmm. forth. It may or it may not work on things by, uh, what's it, Dal E, D A L L hyphen E, because that comes from a different, that, that's a proprietary platform, which isn't basically an extension of, uh, stable diffusion. So, yeah. Either way, uh, it's nice to see some kickback. Um, good, good, good. Yeah. And, and also, like, again, like slightly older news, there is, um, but possibly new to this podcast, there is work. That has been done by a research group. Again, link in the show notes, which shows if you that there are vulnerabilities in the underlying use of these uh, large language learning models, the ones which you know they feed books to and then regurgitates them in mm-hmm. some form or another, which is where you can get it to disgorge its training data, which would apparently, I'm not a lawyer, but the researchers seem pretty positive that there would be uh, problems with people doing that because it would break the copyright. Because it's definitely not covered under fair use due to the sheer volume of the work. Like someone's fed whole novels in the, and there's no attempt to get the copyright. Mm. So, you know, um, cheering news for those of us who like creative people and creative things. Bad news if you like, uh, AI, uh, slurification parrot tech machinery. Uh, bad days for them. Oh well, shame. So really, if, if you want to train your AI, use stuff you've got permission to train it with, is the summary yeah, of what I'm hearing about. Concerned. And if you just How take stuff you haven't got permission yeah. with, it it might ruin things. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Okay. Well, I, I'm not training any AI currently, so... Yeah, yeah. Like, no reputable company would do that, would they? Mm-hmm. Like, take other people's intellectual property that they don't have rights to. So it must only be... If, it, if you're an disreputable company, then I'd say the blame's firmly on you. Anyway, uh, that's my hmm. uh, moment of smugness. Uh, let's move away from AI to other things, which may make us laugh. Okay, sure. Huh? I mean, I'm always happy to talk about Baldur's Gate 3. I mean, as oh, we yeah. all know. What's happening with that? Uh, well, nothing really specifically. Um, mm. But you're going to talk about it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Correct. It's fair, it's fair. I mean, I'm, I'm still playing it a lot. I have two current playthroughs. I uh, know three current playthroughs, two in my own time and one on my stream but that's not what i'm talking about what i'm talking about is if other people are also obsessed with borders gate 3 like me and if you enjoyed the um romancing the other companions element of the game and you're like i actually enjoy that part of the game there is um another video game that you might like and that is now being turned into uh, a tabletop role-playing game 
And it's called uh, Boyfriend Dungeon TTRPG, which kind of sounds like another name for Baldur's Gate 3, but is actually its own thing. Um, (laughs) uh, So there is a 2021 video game called Boyfriend Dungeon, Mm -hmm. and it is a hack and slash dungeon crawl, and it's a dating sim. Um, uh, So the video game's out there, but then... um, uh, So Kit Fox Games have released an officially licensed adaptation of that video game into a tabletop RPG. Um, so it's used as Powered power by the Apocalypse. And it's, yeah, it's, it's exactly that. It's like a dating sim mixed with running around a dungeon, hack and slashing things. So it's very mm. much, it's very clear what it is. If it's for you, if it's you, if it's not for you, it's not for you. But it is this. And it's a 50-page PDF. Um, it's available now on DriveThruRPG for eight ninety nine. Um, mm. And so, yeah, if you if you enjoyed that element of Baldur's Gate, that's what that is here. I just thought that was really fun. Just for the benefits of listeners like myself who are old-fashioned fuddy diddies who know what a hack and slash dungeon crawl is but who might be less familiar with the concept of a dating sim mm-hmm. could you very briefly give us a thumbnail description of a dating sim oh gosh i i'm not huge in dating sims but i mm-hmm. for, so it's kind of like it's a video game where you play and it's based on relationships and you're trying to mm. and what well, Baldur's gate has an element of it so it's where you get to uh, try and date and there's lots of uh, choices of how you speak to people and do things like that so it's yeah it's like the the dating element of Baldur's Gate 3 where you get to like romance the companions it's is that usually they've been tech there's a lot of JRPGs that are like that they're text-based kind of choice options they're always a bit odd because it's kind of like these people will like you if you can memorize lots of facts about them which I'm not sure is true in real life relationships (laughs) that's how it works yeah I'm like I remember your favorite color uh is this and they're like wow I'm in love with you now and I, I don't I, know I, if I'm doing it wrong, but that hasn't been my real world experience of dating. I, 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 must, I must say, like, people often, like, I have a very good ne- memory for names, faces, and facts about people, because I think people are really interesting. I like talking to them. Mm-hmm. But if you were to say, remember these things that people talk to you, they're like, they can actually be quite freaked out by it. They're like, how do you remember that? How do you know that? I never told anyone. I'm like, because you told me. Hmm. I, I, it wasn't like a particular, it's not like I'm sat there with like a piece of paper desperately swatting for a test god if i had a memory for that sort of thing for like other stuff my life would be so much easier no no it's just people i just like sometimes stuff i'm like oh yeah i remember that fact about Mm. you good times but anyway uh so that's what a dating simulator is uh so yeah so that that so there's the rpg tgrpg and the video game version of that uh so uh and the the rpg is called boyfriend dungeon tgrpg life on the edge so i think Mm. it's gonna be a thrill first if it's for you, it's for you. Because I know some people well, will be like, I don't like this game. And I'm like, well, it's not for you. Anyway. Sticking with uh, video game themed things, do oh. you two who play more video games than I do, have you played Elden Ring? Yes. A very okay. long so, while ago, though. Not recently. Is that, is that a bit, is that the Souls-like one, Jess? Um, I remember. Like you're wandering around. It sounds familiar. Let me just double check. It's not Dark Souls if you're thinking it's... No, it's not Dark Souls, but it's like a Souls-like as in it's stupidly hard. It was 2022. I haven't haven't Um, finished it. So I don't know how hard that says it is. Maybe it doesn't have to be mm. that difficult. Mm. Well, anyway, there is a boss character in there, which is called uh, Malenia Blade of Miquela. I don't know if you're familiar with this particular boss character. I'm not. Um, and Dan, Dan, Dan Dillon did a uh, version of yeah, them online. That's the news. That is the news oh, that I am sorry. currently <laughs> imparting to you. Oh, I'm sorry. Sounds like Peter already knew. I apologise for being so current. <laughs> so Dan Dillon 
Yeah. Did a version of this online. <laughs> really? I, no one had said before. <laughs> oh, I'm so, hearing I, this for chat. the first time. He gave, he gave me some great tips about legendary resistances. I thought it was really helpful. Yeah. Anyway, so, so Dan Dillon is one of the people that was recently um, let go from of Wizards of the is. Coast. Yes, there we go. Yes. And on the Twitter... Mm-hmm. Dan Dillon has posted a stat block for for this uh, for this character, also known as the Goddess of Rot. Apparently, mm. um, it's like uh, CR twenty one. It's got three hundred and thirty three hit points. Um, you know, I, I can't really. T- you know, I'm, I'm talking about a topic I don't know really anything about because I've not played this video game. Mm. But but if you have played this video game and you would like stat blocks for Malenia Blade of Miquela, it's a two phase monster using yes. the Mythic Monster Framework. And well, I'll stick a, a link in the show notes. Standard has poster stats for nice. for for, for uh, millennia, I'm, millennia, I'm making millennia, an assumption millennia. that's uh, Dungeons and Dragons five E stat block. The indie five E, yes, 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 yes uh, and on yes. Blue Sky as well. Uh, yeah, if you yeah. if you want to get information there. Oh yeah, like yeah. I said, lo- lo- lovely chap. Uh, mm. Well, I'm glad I'm glad he's keeping busy. And uh, that is, it, it was quite a crunchy monster, I must say. Mm. I looked at that for oh yeah, yeah Gibby. Picking bits out of your teeth for a while, yeah, cracking. Picking bits out of your I also have right. some news. Really? It's not related to video games, though. Oh. So, books. Books? Do you know what, books. Do you know, you know what a book is? No. Is it like no. a video game, but, but you sort have, of you have non-digital? Re- you have revealed my true nerdery. <sighs> okay, so Random House has three new licensed Dungeons and Dragons books coming this year. They're yeah. not TTRPG books; they're like story books, mm-hmm. if you will, mm-hmm. and other things. But they, there's three, so we tell you about them. So one is a children's book, and it's quite—it looks quite mm-hmm. cute. The artwork—it's got a little sleepy beholder and a sleepy dragon uh, and a, a a sleepy looking mimic, I think. Uh, and it's called A Long Rest for Little Monsters. Mm-hmm. So it's a children's book. Yeah, so it's like a, a 24-page hardcover book, and I assume it's like a bedtime story for children, it looks like. So that looks quite cute. And it's five ninety nine, and it's being released next week on the 23rd of January. So that's okay. so if you've got children and they're interested in you playing Dungeons & Dragons because they see you doing that, maybe that'll be of interest to them. Or maybe you're trying to indoctrinate your children to like role-playing games. Maybe this will be for you. Well, anyway. I don't think children need much indoctrination to like role-playing games. Uh, there is also, not for children, a cocktail and mocktail recipe book, which is uh, Punchins and Flagons, the official Dungeons & Dragons cocktail book. Oh, oh, mm-hmm. oh, oh, Punchins and Flagons. Punchins and Flagons. Yeah, yeah it's, okay. like saying, it's like saying Russ, Ooh, Russ, Russ wrote. A cocktail um, called The Hand of Vecna. Ooh. Yes, that sounds a little nice. esoteric. But, uh, but yeah, mm. so... It, yeah, it's got 75 uh, yeah. Dungeons & Dragons themed cocktails and bar bar bites, so it could be something fun. I imagine this is a good like gift for your for your game master sort of thing. Hmm. But yeah, that will be coming out in August of this year. Um, okay. So yeah. Hmm. Uh, and then the third book they're bringing out is uh, Spelljammer. So Spelljammer Memories Wake mm-hmm. by Django Wexler. Oh, it's the first solo okay. Spelljammer novel for Dungeons and Dragons mm-hmm. since 1993. Wow, nice! That is a good pair of hands for it to be in. Jerry Whistler is a very talented author. Exactly. Um, nice. Yes, yeah, so it's available for pre-order now. Um, it's scheduled to come out in July of this year. Mm. So interesting. So yeah. So if you if you're a fan of the Spelljammer settings and enjoy stories there, mm. this is this is what that is. So, so um, is this, this is like, this is licensed. So it's not like when wizards used to sort of bring out all those novels of their own settings and stuff. This is hmm. sort of like the Dragonlance ones, is it? 
they've um, come out. They're licensed. This is official to... Dungeons and Dragons product. All right. Yeah. It is an it, official Dungeons and done... Dragons novel set in the Spelljammer universe. This is a proper author writing them. Like, you know, it's not just some. Yeah, it's not like me doing it. What are you saying about well, Margaret Weiss and Tracy Hitman? <laughs> by proper author, I mean in this case, like, they are an author with an established track record of books from outside of the role playing game industry. I see. I'm not, I'm not touching this conversation with a passport. <laughs> yeah, those are the three cool. books from Random House that are official Dungeons & Dragons books. We've got a children book, cocktail book, and a Spelljammer novel. Great, mm. great, great, great. So, okay, Sue, um, do you remember Green Ronin announced Valiant Adventures RPG was coming to Kickstarter? Which one, sorry? Green Ronin announced the Valiant Adventures RPG. It was a superhero. Yes. From Valiant Comics. I do remember now. Oh, we, we made a joke about Tales yes. of the Valiant and yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. What oh, further news? Me. It's coming to Kickstarter uh, January 23rd, which is like a, Next oh, week. a week away, two weeks away. Next, Next week. week. Okay. Mm. It's literally Tuesday. But you can already download a quick start if you want to check it out in advance. Ooh. So you can grab the Valiant Adventures RPG Quick Start. It's powered by Mutants and Masterminds Game System. Mm. Um, it's a 39-page full-color PDF. Yep. Um, have you downloaded it? What's it look like? It's on Drive I haven't downloaded it. No. I'm having. I'm having a look at it. Now. I'm just reading. The, I just read the press release. So. Okay. Um, it has got a Welcome to the Valiant Universe section, a step-by-step guide to role-playing, intro to the game system, a starter adventure called Regeneration, where a group of young psyots uncover shocking truths about themselves and the world they thought they knew, and then a bunch of pre-generated characters. Mm. Okay. Nice. I'm going to get it Check now. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna add it to my library on Drive Through RPG on my account. Mm. Alrighty. Um, that's kind of that's kind of the news. It has been a light news week. Wait, I might have something else. Ooh, you have more. You have more. Uh, no, no, I just lied. Actually, <laughs> no, I just lied. <laughs> Sorry, we've already talked about it. Well, I do have some news, but I think this will hmm. be the topic of the week because. You mm. ran a poll asking people what they are most excited about in 2024 in terms of tabletop role-playing games, and they told you. So did. now we have a list of top 10 most anticipated we'll tabletop talk. RPGs for 2024. So that should be the well, thing we'll that we talk about. We'll talk about that in a minute then, shall we? Let's do it. Hello. Welcome. Welcome to this little gathering. Oh, thank you all for coming. Well, the last time we three were together was during the dire badger plague. Oh, so many years ago. I haven't been on a good adventure since I plundered the Duck King's sepulchre. So, sepulchre? What in the 19 duchies is a sepulchre? Oh, it's, uh, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's like a room where you bury someone. Oh, you mean like a tomb? Uh, yes, I suppose. Well, why didn't you just say that? I don't know. I thought it was just obvious. Two would have been obvious. Or grave, crypt, even, you know, mausoleum. All right, all right. Anyway, when I received your missive, I grabbed my travelling gear Hang on, hang on, hang on. What's wrong now? What did you say you received? Your missive. It arrived a fortnight hence, and... Okay, what in Timothy's name is a missive? Yeah, I mean, I didn't send no missive. I sent you a letter, like, on a pigeon-like. Yes, yes, your letter, your missive. It's the same thing. Are you are you just like making words up or sepulchre missive? I assure you that these are perfectly felicitous words. You're doing it again. I'm not doing anything. 
You are? Felicitous? There's no way that's a real word. It most certainly is. It means suitable or well-chosen. Well, if a word was suitable or well-chosen, we'd be able to bleed and understand it. Yeah, I know it's been a while, but you've changed, my friend. You've become... Fancy. Yeah, fancy. I have not. (laughs) Really? Well, I saw the reply that you wrote to our good friends, um... uh... Missive. Missive. And let me tell you, it was plenty fancy. Look, I might have waxed a little loquacious, but I wanted to ensure it was both mellifluous and efficacious. What? What? Look, it's not my fault. I read a few books while we were apart, while you two were clearly... Clearly what? Nothing, nothing. Never mind. No, no. I mean, if you have something to say, best you say it. Look, it's it's very unimportant. Look, I think our friend here was going to imply that we're a little bit thick. Rude. No, no, no. Look, do we have to have some kind of peregrination to ruminate on, or are we just going to sit here and altercate? My old friend, I think we're being mocked. Yeah, just because we haven't read as many fancy books as you, doesn't mean we can't use fancy schmancy words too. Yeah, we're as commutative as the next person. Your what, sorry? Yeah, now let's plan this effervescent expedition. Uh, I don't think those words... Oh, what? Feeling a little pernicious, are we? A bit envious of our misnomers. Well, that word is ironically, if accidentally apt at least. (laughs) We, my friend, are just as penultimate as you are. Yeah, we're definitely sycophants. Mm. You you do know you're using all of those words completely wrong, don't you? Oh, look who's the capricious one now. We're so superfluous. Oh dear. In fact... I think you'll find it's you who doesn't meet the required standards, my clerical compatriot. Yeah, let's abdicate. Abdicate? Bit too fancy for you, huh? Well, we're going to abdicate, and there's nothing you can do about it. Hmm, I I assume not. And we won't be needing you... you... uh, you... Accolade. Hmm, I think I'll be instigating my egress at this juncture. Huh? Huh? I'm leaving. Good luck with your, uh, application. Ah, we sure showed him. <laughs> we sure did. <laughs> All right, uh, so uh, what now? Oh, fancy a faux pas? Bungalow! Malak the Maleficent here. If, like me, you're enjoying this podcast, please consider subscribing on Patreon for exclusive bonus content every week and the warm, fuzzy feeling of knowing you are helping to keep the show going. Subscribe at patreon.com slash morris. There, I said it. Can you stop staring at me like that now? The things I do. All right, all right. Don't forget patreon.com slash morris. Can I go now? Okay, so, 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 so. this time of year, every year, um, we run a big giant poll on EN World to find out what the most anticipated tabletop RPGs of the coming year are. Mm. We've done this since, I think it was 2013. So this is like yep. 10 years now. The first winner was in 2013. It was 13th Age back in 2013. Appropriate. And 
And we've done it every year since, except for 2014, actually. We missed 2014. Why? So I did it in 2013. Well, I thought it was, I didn't, it wasn't intended as a series at the time. So um. I did it in 2013. And then 2015, I thought, hang on, should I do it again? So I did it in 2015 and then went, oh, all right, I'll do it in 2016. And then just carried on doing it. So 2014 didn't get one, but it would have been D&D yeah. in 2014. Yeah. So, that's fair, actually. Um, would I have was, been the worst. I, I was so thinking fair. you probably had your eye on yeah. the beer moth in the room. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it just didn't even, you know, I wasn't, anyway, 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 um, this is, this is now the 2024 list. Woo! We're going to find out what is the most anticipated tabletop RPG of 2024. Last year, 2023 was Pendragon 6th edition. And for those paying attention, uh, that is still not out yet. Oh, is it not? Although there is a starter set, but the actual full game is not out yet. Um, So, let's start at number 10. Mm-hmm. And work our way down to number one to find out what the most anticipated games are. So, who would like to start with number ten? Who wants to tell you what number ten is? Um, how about I do number ten, just as number nine, and you do number eight? Sounds good. Okay. Because mm-hmm. I feel and just, that and just rotate. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, and you, you you do the number one spot as well for us. That'd be better, I think. Um, anyway, so yeah, Tales of the Valiant. Exciting times if you're a fan of Dungeons and or Dragons. Uh, Cobalt Press had a massively successful Kickstarter last year with their Player's Guide and uh, version Monster Manual. So it's looking good. It's a non-OGL version of the game. So they went from Project Black Flag to Tales of the Valiant. And at this moment, this very moment, they have a Kickstarter going on for their Dungeons Master's Guide, which I've written mm. some reviews of. And it does look like a very intriguing book. Oh, yeah? I'm a little mm. bit on the fence about, oh, yeah, yeah, it's got, got a whole bunch of extra... Blah, blah, blah. It's got a different take on it from the level up stuff. And oh, nice. It's looking at things like siege engines and so forth. So, yeah, um, I, I'm intrigued by it. Uh, it would be it'd be something I'd like to have a look at. It's, yeah. it's something I'm yeah. just so, interested to have a look at as well, to be honest. Cause it's, yeah. And it's very much for, you know, if you if you like D&D 5th edition, but you don't like Wizards of the Coast, this is a really good option, uh, along with others. The, um, obviously, there's lots, yeah. of, uh, there's lots yeah. of alternative 5e games out there but yeah yes yeah yeah I, i'm hope, i'm hoping that it gets out and gets out this year because you know it would be a good city it's very highly anticipated as i say mm-hmm. yeah i mean yeah it was a million dollar kickstarter last year Ooh. and the current one i don't i did i did check it out and it had a great launch i haven't checked it out since for mm-hmm. the gm's book but i assume that's going to be if not a million dollar one somewhere in that region hopefully i'm sure it's going to do incredibly incredibly well um, so yeah, this thing, this thing's getting a lot of buzz. Um, there, you know, I was, I was kind of wondering whether it would or not after, um, Wizards put, um, D&D into Creative Commons and whether that would kind of like yeah. remove Stalled people's momentum. desire for an alternative. But seems, seems, seems to be something people are still wanting. So there we go. There we go. So Tales of the Valiant, alternate D&D 5e basically by Cobalt Press. Amazing. So. Next one, next one, number nine. Number nine, so the ninth most anticipated game of 2024 is Mothership First Edition. Mm. So it's been on the list three years running, mm-hmm. uh, so it should be coming out this year. <laughs> <laughs> but they did, uh, when they crowdfunded, they did the thing where they had a version of the game out that you could play like in advance, and they've been working on it and, and changing it. Um, I really love the Mothership system. Um, so it's sci-fi horror, I'm running around a spaceship, oh no, things go wrong. Um, great fun. Um, every time I've played this, um, game using the D100 Panic Engine, uh, I've had a really good time, and I really do think that the mechanics support, 
the role playing and that that sense the of genre. panic. Yeah, the genre. Yeah. It really does support that. Works really well. And I have a great time playing androids in this because I love being um, a soulless machine. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Personally, uh, but yeah, mothership. I mean, <laughs> I'm very. Yeah, that's yeah. Um, yeah, just <laughs> lose my soul completely. Yeah, I really like Mothership. Um, I'm also excited for it, so I'm not surprised it's on the list three years running. Mm. I think it's a really good game. So this is just kind of... I haven't actually played it myself, but it's basically Aliens, is it? Uh, you can, much. Yeah, you can play it that way. It's only sci-fi mm. horror type. Yeah. 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 The, uh, aliens, yeah. very inspired. I'd say that's really fair. Yeah. I thought, I thought well, it was... Well, I will come out this year, because like, like you just said, it's been on the list three years running, so... I thought it was out two years ago. I was so excited about it. Well, there it. are editions out that you can play mm-hmm. buy yeah. back to kickstarter for it yeah there are editions like, out that you this can game play. has not been released yet so um it's a shame but i, mm. I look forward to seeing yeah. mothership first third come out that would be good mm-hmm. brilliant, brilliant brilliant right number eight second appearance on the list because it was in the list last year it was at number 10 last year it's um risen to number eight this year oh after a big old nearly two million dollar kickstarter Monty Python's co-curricular medieval reenactment program. So, I don't know what to say. It's Monty Python. Um, it's a rules-like gaming system. It's got a little mini game with catapults. It's got coconut dice rollers. It's 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 it's, 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 it's the Monty Python role-playing game. And if you want to play with, I mean, some might argue that many many D and D games are the Monty Python role-playing game as well, depending on the group. But, yeah. Um, this is the official Monty Python role playing mm. game, and um, uh, and yeah, they made quite a splash um, when it went on, on Kickstarter. Yeah, and yeah. people have been looking forward to it for two years in a row. So hopefully, this year it's going to come out. Hopefully. I can't mm-hmm. remember whether I backed that Kickstarter or not. Did I? You did. Did I? I, I can't just, remember. I just you, you did. I just you heavily for it and continue to okay. do so. Okay. <laughs> in that case, I imagine I will get it at some point. Then. I think we shall look forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that was number eight. Number eight. Oh. So, number seven. Peter, would you like to tell us what number seven is? i tell you what it is. I can tell you my best surmise about it from the name. Um, it's called Daggerheart. It's from Darrington Press, mm-hmm. which are, of course, the Critical Role people. Yes. They say it's going to be a fresh take on fantasy RPGs designed for long-term campaign play and will have a rich character progression. Yeah. So, I don't know much about this at all. I do know it was previewed at Gen Con 2023. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't tell you anything else about it. Um, I know you can like sign up to get in on the uh, uh, on that on a newsletter to get more information and get um, get a look at play tests and stuff, which are going to come out at some point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know much about it. Got to say, they haven't. Uh, I don't know they haven't started the press machine. Much you know. Yeah, they haven't started mm-hmm. it yet because it was all about Candela Obscura last year, uh, mm. which I have mm. a copy of, and I'm going to play yeah. later this month as well yeah so. I mean I, I think the two games Candela Obscura which came out last year like you just said was kind of designed more for short games mm. whereas this is designed for long big long epic campaigns yeah. as far as I can make out mm. and it's fantasy so I'm guessing it's uh, I mean is, is it D&D-esque I don't even know if it is I, I I'm mean, guessing it is well goodness knows I will I will say that some people that I've seen writing with, with my own eyes I've seen them writing that they spent what I estimate to about 100, 112 hours mm. just to warm up their game of D&D before they can get properly started. I'm like, that seems like almost three working weeks of role-playing sessions before you actually start your game. That that seems like a long time to me. So, I don't know. 
Um, I'm hoping they mean that they're going for the high level play, but that was not something I took. So there is clearly a market out there for people who like ultra long campaigns. Hmm. And maybe this will be it. Uh, certainly I'll be interested to see how it is a original system and new fantasy TTRPG. Yeah, it'll be good. Yeah, always nice to yeah. a fresh take on fantasy RPGs. It's like, okay, bring it on. And with Critical Role behind it, it'll be popular, I imagine. <laughs> Do you think? Yeah, maybe. Well, again, Can- Candela Obscura, how has that taken off or not? I'm not sure. Um, what do you mean by taken off? Well, I don't know how it is in the critical role fandom. Uh, outside of it, people are, as far as I can make out, amongst various indie designers whose conversations I occasionally have a nosy in as I wander around the internet uh, like a cat searching for a bowl of cream. Yeah, it's it's like, it's okay. Like, it doesn't seem like it's groundbreaking, but nobody's reported anything terrible. No one's hmm. reported anything great. Uh, I think we're just waiting for actual plays and more reviews to come through. Not really on my radar, to be honest. Yeah. Then, oh uh, yeah, we've actually we've actually we've actually got a review on EN World today. Yes, amazing by Andy Peregrine. Yes, um, oh, yeah. who who you will know as well, a long uh, an industry veteran, Dune amongst the many many credits to uh, to Andy's name, um, has, has mm-hmm. written a a review. Um, I. I obviously haven't seen the game myself, mm-hmm. but um, he has a couple of reservations, but he says it's smooth and simple with mm. a focus on character and investigation. Candle yeah. Obscura, that is obviously not um, yeah. Dagger Heart. Yeah. yeah. You know nothing about Dagger Heart. I, mm. I have Candle Obscura as well, and I would mm. agree with that. Like, I think in terms of the industry, there's nothing in here that's completely groundbreaking about the core system, but yeah. I think mm. if you have come from D&D and that's the only thing you've played, and then Critical Role has put this out, so you've decided <laughs> to go from it, I think this yeah. will be, this will open you up to, oh, is there's other the things, huh? Is it Blades uh, in the Dark? Uh, influenced by... It, influenced it's not, by it's not completely Blades in the Dark. It's not a Forged yeah. in the Dark no. clone. It's its no. own thing. It's Blades yeah. in the Dark-esque. Okay. It's it, influenced by, there's a lot of different games that they can yeah. take influences from, whether this results in a delightful melange and spicy game, or whether it mm-hmm. results in a horrible pub or mess. It certainly seems to be going towards the uh, like interesting mix of spices. Hmm. It's, it's yeah. a D six. Yeah. You'll, you'll love it, Russ. Um, but yeah. I haven't played it yet. But I'm going to be playing it next month because a friend of mine's going to offer to run it. Oh. So I said yes, okay. please. Well, anyway, Daggerheart is the uh, the one on the list, not not which is not um, that Candida Obscura. But, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Daggerheart is the big fantasy, big epic D and D esque one that's next. coming out later this year. Go next, number six. I think Jess, it's your turn. Cohort Cthulhu is number six Ooh. on the list. Um, the summary, mm. Ancient Rome plus Cthulhu. What else do you need to yeah, say? Exactly. I, I am, I am <laughs> largely sold at this point. Um, A lot yeah. of people we, have been. <laughs> yeah, I, we got like the old um, 2D20 from the Defius. That's the one, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I imagine it'll be crits. We've been playing that, myself and Russ, in a Star Trek game. Mm-hmm. Haven't managed to get anything in this year, but looking forward to it if we do. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like, it's stuff that's inherently interesting to me. I like ancient Rome. I like, oh, I like reading about ancient Rome. I wouldn't want to live there. No. <laughs> like I like reading about Cthulhu, but I wouldn't have him around my house for tea. You know what I mean? Exactly. Oh. Two themes <laughs> yeah. that are interesting, uh, but not in real life, yeah. to be experienced. Yeah. 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 yeah, you can play Gladiator, Centurion. Yeah. Yeah. A Germanic hero, right. but yeah, yeah, yeah. That was on uh, Kickstarter, wasn't it? It made a couple of hundred thousand on uh, Kickstarter, as I recall. It did do very well on Kickstarter, yeah. Nice. but yeah, yeah. So, um, 
you can sign up for late pledges now so if you missed out if you go to the yeah, world article the top Ooh. 10 there's a link where you can get late pledges so yeah. if you missed out peter uh you can uh you can pick it up there but yeah Mm. i understand why people are excited for this it looks cool and the artwork does because it's modifius they do a really nice job of the artwork on there as well so very nice if you want to be a gladiator i don't fight a cthulhu i don't this is this is this is how it works this is how you do it or a centurion you could be a centurion or you could be a germanic hero you could be any of these things you could probably be other things as well i imagine probably not an exhaustive yes i imagine i imagine anyway that's cohort cthulhu okay by modifius okay what's next what's next Okay, Dolmenwood is at number five. Mm. Uh, so this is, it's set in the British Isles and draws on all of the sort of British folklore and fairy tales to make this dark, whimsical, fantasy tabletop role-playing game. It, there's a big old Kickstarter, big successful Kickstarter, three Dolmenwood core books, plus adventures and stuff, did really, really well. And, uh, yeah, it's coming out this year. So there's a player's book, there's a campaign book, and a monster book. So the kind of D&D model, basically. You can play uh, characters kind of like a, a goat-headed Breggle, a starry-eyed elf, a tricksome grimmelkin cat fairy, or a worldly or hapless human, a fungus-riddled mossling. You know, all these different <laughs> things. And you can play bards, clerics, enchanters, fighters, friars, knights, magicians, you know, things like that. Uh, it's fun. Looks fun. I, I, I always love the sort of, uh, dark kind of European and British fairy tale stuff. Yeah. It is quite often quite dark. So I kind of like, I kind of like that idea. So I'm interested in this, definitely. Yeah. I think originally it was going to be, and I don't hold me to this, a setting for 5e. Yes. Oh. But and then because of the OGL stuff, they decided to make it its own game. That's right. And I'm really oh. glad they'd done that, actually. Cause I remember I saw the setting and I was like, it's very cool, but I saw it was 5e and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Fine, but now I see it's doing its own thing. I'm I'm more interested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I am I am interested in that very much. It's one I want to play rather than run. Definitely, I think. Yes. There we go. Sure. Let's go on to number four. What's at number four? And I think it's Peter's turn. Okay, number four is oh, oh, crikey! How to describe it? It's Pendragon Sixth Edition from Chaosium. Oh, crikey. It was a fourth mm. appearance on this list. <laughs> uh, last year's winner was on this list way back in 425 AD. <laughs> yes, it's been the most anticipated. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Okay. Uh, it's definitely showing up in 2021 at number four, 2022 at number three, 2023 at number one. You are, you are, you are something, Russ. And now 2024 at number four. Mm. We're still anticipating it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. I, I played it. I enjoy it. I'm really hoping they're taking this extra time to polish the character sheets and make them extra lovely so that I can show it to people and not have players fully screaming from the table. Um, no, I mean, I, I, I really enjoyed it. It was great fun. Mm. Uh, I I would not have expected how much that I had, uh, which I think was probably going to be 5th edition. Oh. But yeah, um, we don't know much about it. It will come out uh, eventually. Yeah, it's one of these games that's... Right, it's been... On the radar for four years. Yes. Been on the list four years in a row. Yeah. I've been around, basically, like, Pendragon 6E has been around in the, in the, in the conversation. Yeah. For a really, really long time. Yes. But still, as of yet, mm. we haven't even got, because I was trying to look for a graphic, mm. um, to, to, because for each of these, I've got logos and graphics and, like, you know, for, 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 from, from the books. There still isn't a picture of it, like a cover of it or anything like that yeah. like after all these years it's it's bizarre 
Oh, I mean, maybe I'd sort of snip a bit of art from the starter set and just use that instead. Well, I mean, what's it? People have said Greg Stafford invented it, has the perfect role-playing game in its first edition uh, way back when. I mean, I haven't played it in first edition, so I don't know. Mm. But it's certainly spoken of in hash tones. Maybe they're just feeling a lot of pressure to make it as polished as it possibly can be. I guess, I guess. Um, But we haven't seen any, like... Playtest documents come out, as far as I'm aware. Uh, there well, is we've like, seen the starter set. see the starter I mean, set, okay. Like, certainly it's got a lot of potential generational saga-like play. It could be a shining, shining light of Camelot, or it could be like a holy grail disappearing into a swamp of despair and misery. Who can say? We we'll shall see. see. We'll find out. We'll find out. Okay, let's move on to number three. Jess, what is at number three? Well, at number three is 13th Age 2nd Edition. So mm. the... The first edition was out in uh, 2013, and I think the plan Mm -hmm. was to launch a Kickstarter in last year in 2023 because then it was like 10 years, you know. Um, But to my knowledge, the Kickstarter didn't. I haven't seen the Kickstarter. No, it hasn't appeared. So it must be coming this year. Last year, actually, in May of 2023, I spoke to uh, Rob Hensu on Not D and D to come talk about the game because it's technically not D and D. It's, I mean, it's a D20 system, but, you know, technically not d and So we talked about it then and their plans. Um, so you can learn a bit more about it there in detail. But, um, yeah, I imagine the crowdfunding must have been shifted back to 2024. I know they're playtesting it currently. On their website, there mm-hmm. is a link if you are interested where you can sign up to be contacted about playtests, if that's something you're interested in. But I guess they're, mm-hmm. they're still working at it. Mm, yeah, it's their second appearance on the list as well. It was, mo- it was on the list as Motan. It was number three, mm-hmm. third most anticipated last year. So same same position yeah. uh, last year. Um, Holding the excitement. So people are still anticipating it. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm incredibly excited by this. They are moving away from races, talking about kins and heritages and so forth, mm-hmm. uh, which sounds good. Not seeing a discussion of cultures and so forth. So not, not quite 100% there as far as I'm concerned, but yeah. Uh, plenty of time to play for it and yeah they're doing a lot of revamping and they're redoing the advice which was pretty good the first time around but they say they only got about half of it right so yeah they they know mm. the game a lot better mm-hmm. the promising of course backwards compatibility with all yes, the previous yeah. books and that is absolutely huge point mm-hmm. um very pleased for it because it means all the 13th age stuff i've got will stay relevant yeah yeah so, yeah yeah this uh could be exciting People, could be very exciting. People are I'm, excited. Well, yeah. I am. I am excited. Uh, but I, I need to. I need to see more. I need to see more. I've been hurt before, Jessica. I've been hurt before. I understand. <laughs> I understand. But I'm guessing the Kickstarter is imminent. It must be. I haven't had a press. Yeah, re- I haven't had a press release or announcement about it yet. But no, no, I, no But no, we'll no, be. Thing, but... We'll be ready and waiting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're sure forward to it. Okay, number two. Is it my turn? My turn? Or your okay. It's my turn, isn't it? Yeah. yeah well. um, number two, um, Free League are back. Free League Ooh. are always on this They're list. Always Free on League it. always do really, really, really well. Um, as usual, Free League are here, and they're here with the Electric State role playing game. Yeah, I mean, if I can just interject for us, that cover that I think that's a proposed cover here, that. That is certainly a sight to behold. Um, mm. For listeners at home who may not have seen this, essentially, I'd like you to imagine an elevated highway, if you will. Uh, mm-hmm. One of those big old car things on concrete pillars. It's mm-hmm. going across, it's going around, it's going down. 
slumped across it, which is a distance of some 50, 60, maybe even 80 foot up in the air, is what looks to me like a slightly off-brand giant animatronic Sonic the Hedgehog. When I say slumped across it, its feet are on the floor, its chest is halfway across the middle of this highway, uh, jetting out smoke, and there's a very battered-looking creature, sort of slumped over it with giant cartoon hands, revealing a mecha-skeleton underneath. Mm. It's it's incredibly evocative. It's in that beautiful uh, style that they've used before. Uh, struggling to remember the artist's name. Simon Stallenhag. Yes, in that Simon Stallenhag style. Um, yes. Yeah. Beautiful stuff. Beautiful. Yeah. So this is an apocalyptic uh, alternate 1990s. Mm. Um, it is. It looks really atmospheric and stuff. And um, I mean, we we have talked about it on on the show before, yeah. but basically, you got all these like uh, the the wrecks of all these giant wreck. Uh, sort of max is the wrong word, but mm. but giant yeah, uh, machines. Yeah. yeah, but well, some of them have wheels and they're giant right. ducks and things, and it's all sorts of stuff. But they're all kind of a bit a bit whimsical looking mm. and right. cartoony, but obviously they're deadly and horrible as well. Mm. Sort of in that kind of like that that think that 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 valley between like deadly. And, and creepy and um and, and cute, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. Creepy and cute in between yeah. those two things. World War um, Three, but very dangerous. Thing. Absolutely, and it looks yeah. really cool. But mm. then they always World War Three whimsy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a tagline! What a tagline! They always look whimsical and cool. Uh, World War Three mm. whimsy. Yeah, welcome. Yeah. Let's go. You can have that if you're listening. Free league. You're welcome. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Simon Stanahag, uh, Simon Stanahag's art books. Mm what um, prompted Tales from the Loop, things from yeah. the third, and this, the electric state. You know, there's uh, freely work with Simon Stadlerhag a lot, make games based on based on his art. Strong. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and like and then we have the number one. Mm. Yes, so that roll? was number two. Number one, drum mm. roll. Please, Daryl, insert. Oh. <laughs> as amazing as Peter's <laughs> drum roll was, maybe we'll go for a sound <laughs> yeah. effect. This one, third appearance on the list, mm-hmm. announced a couple of years ago. Mm. This is a variation of Shadow of the Demon Lord. It's a kind of family-friendly version of it called Shadow of the Weird Wizards by mm. Rob Schwab. Mm-hmm. Yep. And people have been talking about this for a couple of years, two or three years. It was, um, it was in, it was on the list in 2022 at number seven. It was on the list in 2023 at number six. It's now at number one Absolutely. in the list. It's now the most anticipated TTRPG of the coming year. It is. Well, it's crowdfunded in nice. September of 2023. Yeah. Successfully. Yeah. Very yeah. successfully. And, yeah. um, it's due to nice. ship out tobaccos in made August. Nearly half a million as well. It did. It did very it did well. well. It did very, very well. It, um, yeah. and it's due yeah. to ship out tobaccos in August of this year. So mm. it will be a release of this year, which is yes. nice <laughs> for the, for the list. But yeah, it's exciting. I also had Rob on Not D&D Show last year, so there is an episode where he goes into more detail and talks about the difference of it mm. between um, Shadow of the, the Demon Lord and things like that. So you can yeah. listen to that if you want to listen in more detail. Yeah, yeah. So this is a fantasy role-playing game, and you play characters who explore the borderlands, and you're making them safe for the refugees escaping a doom that has befallen the old country. Mm. And there's this weird wizard... Who's um who's who's made all these monsters to 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 roam the countryside and there's kind of like cruel fairies and undead and old ancient evils and stuff. So it looks kind of fun. It does look kind of fun. 
And, uh, you know, Shadow of the Demon Lord was acclaimed, critically acclaimed. Mm-hmm. A lot of people love that game. Yeah. So I imagine this is going to be equally awesome. Yes. So congratulations to Rob Schraub. And that is the most anticipated game of the upcoming year, Shadow of the Weird Wizard. Yeah. Thank you to everyone that right. voted and nominated so and helped make the list. Mm-hmm. Interestingly, 50%, 5 out of 10 of these games mm-hmm. have been on the list before. Mm. Half of them have been on the list before. Is interesting. Shows up. Now, some of them three or four times. Shows RPG fans are, are willing to wait for something good. <laughs> Shows that they can anticipate for quite mm-hmm. a while. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I guess there is one question that I must ask mm. on behalf of the listeners. Yes. Which is, which of those are you most excited by the prospect of? Which am I personally most excited about? Yes. Oh, good question. Good question. Good question. Ah, Dolman Wood. Okay. Yeah. Dolman Wood. From a I want to play it point of view, mm-hmm. um, like a heart from a I'm really interested mm-hmm. in what they're doing point of view. Yeah, I think. Yeah, for me. Mm-hmm. What about you, Jess? I think it is Mothership for me. I I really enjoy every time I play that game, and each time I play it, there's mm-hmm. a slight tweak to the mechanics which has made it better. So I'm I'm intrigued to see the final final version of it. Okay, and uh, Peter, what would you what would be your call? Uh, personally, I'm going to say 13th Age Second Edition is the most mm-hmm. one is one that I'd be most excited to play and probably run. Yeah. And professionally, I think Tales of Valiant is going to be massively influential. Mm. Yeah. So I I really want to see it, and I look forward to them bringing out lots of little interesting ideas, which I will uh, strip down like it was Lego and uh, have a chew on. You can homebrew and hack. <laughs> don't chew. On, don't chew on Lego, Peter. But it's so tasty. It's not good for you. <laughs> it's non-toxic, I'm pretty sure, at least. It's probably not good for your teeth. Well, you know. <laughs> I wouldn't have thought. Replace them with Lego. It'll be fine. I'm, a bit, uh, yeah, I'm not an expert, not having tried it, but... I <laughs> Do not take advice on dentistry from Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG talk. We are not yeah. qualified dentists, and any resolutions that you may have taken from us should be considered completely non-binding. Yes. So don't don't replace your teeth with Lego, is what we're saying. And on we're not saying we, you shouldn't do it either because we're not offering any advice. That's, that's medical advice too, as yeah, well, isn't so it? We're, yeah. So we're not saying. We're not, we are not saying do not replace your teeth yeah, with Lego. We're not. We're not not saying it. Either. Look, we're not. We're not telling you what to do. Shall we? This is descending into madness. Shall if we? you want to replace your yes. teeth with Lego, you go ahead and do that. Live your dream. <laughs> on that note, let's get out okay, of here. Okay. All right. <laughs> bye bye. Apparently, I now have to read this to you. This is the official podcast of Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG news, which you can find at enworld.org. You can find show notes at morris.podbean.com or wherever you found the podcast. If you feel like they deserve it, you can support the show on Patreon. In return, you will receive exclusive bonus content. Just go to patreon.com slash Morris. If you're interested in his babbling nonsense, you can follow at Morris on the Twitter. Send your emails to morrispodcast at gmail.com. Not all of your emails, just the ones you want us to see. That's it. I'm bored now. You can go away. Shoo, off you go. Goodbye. Get out of here. Yeah, let's abdicate. Abdicate? Oh, a bit too fancy for you, huh? Well, make it a good time to get... <laughs>
Ross having a great time at his own jokes that he wrote mere hours ago. <laughs> minutes, minutes, Jessica. Don't <laughs> <laughs> credit me with that much preparation. Well, I assume at least an hour ago, because <laughs> we've been recording this for about 45 minutes. So I assume anyway. you wrote it, had a cup of tea, and then started recording. Well, yeah, right, probably. Right, here we go. Bit too... I'm oh, sorry, abdicate's just too funny. <laughs> Oh, it's the correct use of the word. That's what that means.